Hello, thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Pastor Farina. Hi, this is Danielle Hodson. Thank you for joining us. This year we are reading through the Proverbs, not once a month like some reading plans do, but we're taking the whole year to really slowly just read through it and take it in and to be able to think about it um, and then to apply and grow in wisdom. Our theme this year is authentic, and for the podcast and our Bible reading plan, we're doing authentic wisdom. And so we invite you to continue with us. As we study this week, we are going to talk about um, Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 to 11. What we'll do for the podcast conversation is we will uh, zero in on the Monday verse. So whatever the Monday is for this week, the verse, that's the one that that we'll be Yeah, if you have the reading plan. And if you don't have the reading plan, contact us at the office uh, at Bethel Christian Church, and we'll get the reading plan to you. Danielle put together a reading plan where you go through the book of Proverbs, taking it in small chunks. Sometimes days it's just one verse, right. other times it's a few verses. Uh, but that reading plan, we're going to follow it that whatever the reading plan is for that Monday, that's going to be a challenge to us because we're going to have to zero <laughs> in on certain passages that we might not have selected, but that are still important. Because yeah. And that's good because we want to study the whole Word of God. Yeah. So... Do you want to this do week? The this week lands on chapter six. Particularly, we're going to zero in on verses six to eleven. Why don't you read those verses? Okay. I'll give a quick overview of the chapter, then we'll talk about verses six to eleven of chapter six of Proverbs. Okay. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief officer or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber and want like an armed man. What's interesting about this passage, it's it's really a parable. You know, we talk about Jesus teaching in parables, and we talked about the hidden dark secrets of Proverbs. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a parable, and he gives us the parable of the ant. And we're going to zero in on that today. Let me just give you a quick overview of chapter 6. If you read chapter 6 in its entirety, I think it gives us the path to poverty. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that the Bible talks about, specifically in Proverbs, interesting, wisdom is linked to both prosperity and poverty. Now, I'm not talking about extreme prosperity, and, and I'm talking about authentic prosperity, which the Bible says is having our needs met and having enough to bless others, living successfully. But the Bible also talks about poverty. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I know poverty is a complicated topic, and I'm not here to talk about social, cultural issues with poverty. There are a lot of reasons and variables in poverty, but the Bible gives us a path that leads to poverty. He talks about four paths in chapter 6 of Proverbs. Wisdom on how to stay away from poverty. Well, here's what's interesting. Some people think, and some preachers have made it, that the Bible is a get-rich-quick mm -hmm. you know, uh, kind of thing. It's not true. But I remember years ago, uh, as I did a series one time, a long time ago, to kind of counteract that mindset. Mm -hmm. 
And that is, I can't tell you how to get rich, but I can tell you how to keep from being poor. <laughs> right. And that's exactly what Proverbs does. The wisdom of Solomon and the word of God is to teach us how to stay away from poverty and, and living with lack and living without the blessings and the resources that God uh, wants us to have. Now, what's interesting about both prosperity and poverty is that it's really not about money. You know, the moment you mention that, everybody immediately thinks money. That's not what the Bible's talking about. It's talking about poverty. It's talking about a mentality. People can have a lot of money and still live poorly mm-hmm. and in other ways. And and uh, it's not really about how much we have. It's, it's how we live and the quality of the life we have. So in chapter 6, there are four paths to poverty. Verses 1 to 5, he talks about what I'd call loans or handling our money wisely. If we get and co-sign for people that are, are not responsible, if we get in partnerships or business dealings that are bad deals, if we um, get not handle our finances properly, that will lead to poverty, obviously. If you go to verses 12 to 19, uh, he talks about lawlessness, that when we break the law and we don't follow the things that God says are right and wrong, it'll lead to poverty. Then verses 20 to 35 in chapter 6 talk about lust. If we get involved with letting our desires get out of control and not curbing those disciplines in our life, we will find it will lead to poverty. Now, we're not going to talk about all of those things, but the fourth one, which is really listed second in chapter 6, verses 6 to 11, which you read, is the lesson of laziness. Mm -hmm. And laziness is a path to poverty. And so that's what he talks about with this parable of the ant. Yeah, so this is, go to the ant, O sluggard. A sluggard is someone who loves ease, who lives in idleness, who sticks to nothing, brings nothing to pass, and is careless. A slacker, someone refuses to work. Um, And I think, Pastor, I think when we think of laziness, we tend to think, that's not me. But perhaps if I frame it with undisciplined, like that can poke at my heart a little bit more. We all are lazy to a certain degree. We're all undisciplined in certain ways. So look, we're not here to criticize anyone. We're not here to say... But we all need to realize that we can easily, as human beings, default to undiscipline and laziness. Right. And that's what the Bible's warning. Yeah. Remember the ant. Remember the ant. Because the ant gives us a lesson in how to avoid laziness, which will lead to poverty, which the last verse, verse 11 says, will lead to scarcity and poverty because we're not being as productive as God would want us to Mm -hmm. be. It says next, um, it says, consider her ways and be wise. To do that, I think we have to consider the ants' ways, observe the ants, think about them long enough. What is the lesson there? And then consider what it has to do with our lives. Now, ants are, it's interesting because they're instinctively motivated. They understand what they need to do without being told. They don't have a boss. They don't punch in and punch out. They know what work needs to get done. And they they prepare and they foresee, and they understand their job without being told. And something I think that's an interesting distinction is they're not just busy. Because being busy is not the same as... Productive. As Yeah, or working hard, and it's not the same as working with a purpose. And so I think sometimes we think, oh, we're so busy, we're always doing things. But are we just like crazy? Do <laughs> like Are we doing right. things for a purpose? Are we foreseeing? Are we having wisdom? And I think the lesson, um, I read this somewhere, it said hard work plus discipline plus forethought equals wisdom here. That's interesting. Yeah, there's good stewardship principles Mm -hmm. about the ant. I think that's the lesson of the ant. That's how I look at it and frame it along with your observations there, which are excellent. Um, 
you the the idea of stewardship and we think of stewardship people again immediately think of money and handling money the i love the fact that the illustration of the ant teaches us stewardship for ourself mm-hmm. the the most important person we need to lead is ourselves yeah. and discipline and- ourselves um, it says the ant doesn't need a supervisor, doesn't have a captain or a supervisor, someone looking over their shoulder. If we always have to have someone looking over our shoulder or someone telling us what to do, we don't have the initiative or the self-motivation to do things on our own and be productive without being watched, that's a sign that maybe we're heading down a path that could be mm-hmm. not the best for our life. Mm-hmm. So we have to be good stewards of ourselves, like you mm-hmm. said, uh, hard work, self-motivated, discipline, um, you know, taking responsibility for our life, not making excuses. An Mm -hmm. ant doesn't make excuses. He just works hard and does what he needs to do, doesn't blame the supervisor, doesn't blame the boss, doesn't blame everybody else for why they're not getting things Mm -hmm. done. It's a bad job. It's a And look, I realize there are issues and variables, but an ant just puts her shoulder to the plow, does the work, Mm -hmm. stays focused, and does hard work. Also, they're also not only stewardship of themselves, but stewardship of the resources that they've been entrusted to. Uh, The ant uh, thinks ahead, like you said, and is wise with what they have, uses what they need in the moment, but also puts some aside. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the Joseph principle Mm -hmm. in Genesis, where he put away some things in the good season so that in the bad season they would have in a time of famine, they would have resources, and we need to we need to have an emergency fund with our in our finances. We need to have a, a, a savings. We need to learn to pay ourselves in savings, and not just spend everything we mm-hmm. get, and just think about the immediate in the moment. Like you said, there's foresight to mm-hmm. the future. We can't. You don't have to have ridiculous so that you're you're just living for the future. We got to balance that. Mm-hmm. But we also need to think ahead and have that kind of thing. So we have to be a good steward of self. We have to be a good steward of our resource. And then we have to be a good steward of our time. Yeah. That's what he talks about with with the ant. That the ant um, is productive with their time mm-hmm. um, and is efficient. And like you said, doesn't just work um, a lot. They work efficiently and productively. I read an interesting stat, mm-hmm. and I know you have some interesting insight on that as well, that 2.4 hours a day, the average person, the average person, average amount, 2.4 hours just on social media. That's now, that's not right. in front of a computer, in front of a television. That Those are other things. Just on social media, Facebook, Twitter. Mm-hmm. And look, I'm not against social media. Right. I, I, you, you could probably know, for those of you that don't know us, I'm the older person here. Danielle's <laughs> in the younger generation. I'm not against social media. I'm not against those things. And my generation, the TV was like the computer is now. Mm-hmm. And our generation, we got to be careful. We don't default to just sitting in front of the TV and wasting time like that. So there, all of us could be better in those areas. Mm-hmm. But that is an astonishing statistic. Yeah. 2.4 hours just on social media. I mean, that's 10% of our day. We, I read, it's funny that you brought that up because I read this week a similar one that uh, young people spend four hours on screens a day. And if you do the math, um, so let's say it's not just social media. You're like, I don't have social media. But let's say we're just online shopping or doing YouTube or whatever and then watching TV. So let's say we spend between 2.4 and four hours a day on screens. Pastor, what that means is that's five and a half 
to eight straight weeks of our year. So if, like if we just take January and, and February and February and just lap them off and we think, where's uh, all my time going? We've lost two months out of our whole year. That's Three ast- months. That's astonishing. And again, we're not here to be critical. Right. We just want... And I think the Bible is just saying, look, remember the ant. Look to Consider the ant. Consider her ways. There's, yeah. there's, a, there's a lesson to be learned. In. And then when he refers to the ant doesn't sleep or... or, 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 or a little sleep, a little slumber. Yeah, yeah. Let's explain that as well because sleep is good. I need sleep. <laughs> yeah. We need sleep. We need to rest. We need to take care of our bodies. That's not what the Bible's implying here. The wisdom of that is what he's warning against is... That we stay up all night till three o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning on the computer mm-hmm. or, or or wasting time, and then we sleep till two in the afternoon and we're idle, we're not productive, we're not going to work. That's a bad pattern and a mm-hmm. bad cycle we all understand. But yeah. I just want to allude to that because the Bible's not against sleep. No, for sure, because I've read that before and think, but I'm so tired. <laughs> you know, it's Jesus modeled the Sabbath day with the disciples. God put that in as one of the Ten Commandments that we have to have Sabbath. We have to rest. And And he was weary at the well and needed refreshment. So look, that's okay. We do get tired. We need rest. But if we're not productive and idle and we're just wasting our time and we're cutting into all hours of the night and not disciplining ourselves, then that can be a pathway that leads to poverty. Yeah, and it, then after the sleep part, it says, and poverty will come upon you like a robber. And I think that's something that's interesting about that is it might seem sudden, but it's actually a result of habits of undiscipline. That poverty wasn't just like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, I mean, obviously there's emergencies or crises, but like in general, like we talked about before, this is what normally happens, what is true about the human race is that in general, it's a result of habits of, of a lack of discipline. And um, maybe I'll just mention though, like, I think sometimes when I start thinking about habits, especially in January, I'm like, I have to, I have to do this more, this better, do less of this, 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 this. And I make my list. Yeah, Pray more, read the Bible more, right. lose weight, right. you know, spend my time better. We're right. all, we're all at that time in January. That I, but, and I, you know, I did it this year cause I'm learning and I haven't the list cause it doesn't work to make a list of 18 things I have to change today. Right. We have to slowly build our habits faithfully. Although some already made habits January 1st. And now at this point in January, they're already right. broken. And it's okay. Just don't, uh, Atomic Habits is a great resource to read. And then Steve, what's that one that he likes? Jocko? Yeah, I, there's a lot of good resources but, yeah. on that. But you can just, just pick them back up then. Pick them back up and keep going on the habits. This is a good time to take an inventory of our habits yeah. and our disciplines and begin. And look, take one at a time. Master it. If they yeah. say if you do something for 27 to 30 days, it mm-hmm. becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to do. And realize, look at not only is the habits we want to do, but how about the habits we want to break? Right. Not only the habits we want to make, but the ones we want to break. Yeah. Now listen, following the lesson of the ant does not guarantee that we're going to be prosperous. Mm. But it does guarantee that it will lead us down the wrong path to poverty. Mm-hmm. And that's the point here mm-hmm. of this important scripture, the wisdom of the ant. That's good. I want to close just with a verse from Second Peter chapter 1, verses 5 to 10. Just make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to your goodness knowledge and to your knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and perseverance godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and brotherly kindness love. So just make every effort to keep growing. Like if we, if you didn't make habit goals at the beginning of the year and you broke them, okay, just keep going. Today's a new day. His mercies are new. Um, 
the year is not over. <laughs> like it's not a wash. Like keep going, keep trying. Um, and then strive and work as we rest in the Lord and as we understand his love for us and let that be our strength. Yep. Lord, may this year be our most productive year, not just um, in our work and daily habits, but in our spiritual life with you. May we consider and learn from the ant and may you speak to each of us individually because Lord, we all ask you to just take inventory of our heart and life and show us the things that we need to do and the things that we need to stop doing and, and begin to be more productive and push forward into the good things that you have. You tell us these things because you want us to prosper and you want us to avoid paths that lead uh, to destruction and paths that lead to poverty. So thank you for your blessings and we're looking forward to good things as we move forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.